Look how good this curl is, dude. Look at this curl is. Oh, we can talk about Jay Hall growing the hair out. Yeah. Oh my gosh, just start the episode. Go ahead and take that hat off. Maybe sure. that should be the intro. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. What's up, Sooner Nation? I'm Danny Stutzman. I'm here with my beloved host, Jaron Kanick, and my other host, Jeremiah Hall. Mr. Financial Advisor, a.k.a. The Number Guy, a.k.a. Growing the Hair Out, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. All Fresh and Lined Up. Mm-hmm. And this is episode seven of your favorite show right now, the podcast on the prairie. It is great to have you guys listening. Good to be here, guys. So last week we talked about a little wager between me and Jeremiah Hall, if you guys don't recall. And, you know, we, we discussed that once we win the game, Jay Hall is actually going to grow out the the chia seeds on his head. And as, and I, as recall, I recall, mm-hmm. number 12 Oklahoma did beat and pull off the upset. Did I haven't always been an upset. And beat Oklahoma and beat Texas. So now Jeremiah has to be a man of his words and grow out that beautiful hair. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's locks, baby. I mean, like, I, I look good with a fresh shave, bro. Like, don't ruin that for me. I I don't know, maybe, maybe you shouldn't have put your hair on the line. We never, like, shook mm-hmm. on her or anything. Well, I mean, we are Danny, virtual. And he put his hair on the line, too. I did we, put my we've hair been on working on our hair for <clears> months now and kind of ruining it. So. But uh, he and you guys we both put it on the line. It. And how about we put a vote on Twitter? Let's just let the fans decide. That's fine because I know who they're yeah, in favor like, of. It's going to so. be very obvious of what they're going to choose. So I mean, we're okay with. That. Uh, I don't know, Alex. Can we cut this out? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, no. Let's let's talk about the game. Let's not talk about me. I want to talk about me. I want to talk about y'all. Let's talk about the game. Let's do it. Let's sure. talk about the game. Let's talk about football. Hey, first off, um. Just so everybody knew, wore long sleeve joggers. Long yeah. sleeve wasn't a great idea. Joggers was definitely the way to go because I don't know about y'all, but I was there like seven fifteen. It was cold in the morning. I think I had my first beer about seven forty. Had my first corn dog about seven fifty. It it was mm-hmm. a great time. Just so y'all know, whenever y'all get to like that side of things, it's a great time. Felt good. What what time did y'all get up for the game? What was it like five forty five? Yeah, I went to. No, I went to bed at I went to bed at nine thirty. I went to bed really early. Yeah, people don't know. Last yeah. year, for those of you who so, don't know, so so you go. We, all right, so last year, this might play into things. Honestly, like looking looking back at things. Um, so last year we we usually go to team movie. It's kind of like our thing, but you know we've kind of figured out through trial and error that for an eleven a.m. kickoff, <clears throat> a team movie is very tough to do. Yeah, not because we know last year we went to a team movie. We wanted to watch 300. It didn't work. So then we put on this terrible movie called like Amsterdam. Awful movie. C- Christian Bale, was, he actually did pretty good at, at his role, but everyone mm-hmm. else was terrible. 
it just was it was a boring a boring movie it just margot robbie (laughs) anyway so we got back like late to the hotel and then we had a guest speaker the guest speaker was amazing brian bosworth spoke to us last year his message did run a little long though which yeah. is like expected you no know, which is you know he had a lot to say we when obviously with yeah. the the whole tradition of the thing but we ended up like our curfew was like literally 11:30 like we went to bed so late like last year and then <clears throat> this year obviously we kind of figured that out and they get we were literally dumped means by eight o'clock curfew yeah. 9 30 and it was a much like better really process yeah. yeah so i went to bed 9 30 woke up at i woke up at six Wake up was six thirty, <clears throat> and then um, you know downstairs by seven fifteen, probably a little morning stretch, hmm. which was a really good in, process for us. In the in the in the suits, by the way, she yeah, had to stretch in and moving around in the suits. I thought it was pretty unique. It was it was, it was fun though. That made I, I enjoyed it. You know, yeah. No joggers or anything. No warm up suit. Like just straight in the suit, sweating We're it in out. In our suit, ready to go, man. You know, ready ready for the walk. You know, obviously we we eat a quick meal. You're eating steak at seven o'clock, steak, steak and spaghetti, and then um, in in the suit, you do a quick little meeting for like thirty, forty minutes, and then I think at eight forty-five we left the hotel. Mm-hmm. You know, got there at nine o'clock, and you know by that point, you know it's game time. Like that's just one game. You know, usually eleven a.m. are kind of hard to to wake up for. You know, you have to. That's one game, dude. Like at six a.m., like you are. I mean, I set my alarm before the wake up time. Oh yeah, because like I knew I was I was yeah. gonna be ready to go, and that's just that's just kind of how it is. Mm-hmm. I think that for that game, honestly, one, I'm glad y'all went to sleep before eleven thirty because I remember that game. I was sleep at like nine thirty, nine o'clock. Like as soon as I go to sleep, because I knew next day it's on and popping. Um, mm-hmm. What? So here here's what I did. I was going to ask you guys this, but when I got to this game in particular, I made sure that as soon as I got off the bus, I put my stuff down. I went and walked down the tunnel just so I could see what the stadium was like. In like the vibes were like serene. Did y'all did y'all do that by chance? Nah, no? I, I rushed. I, I rushed to the bathroom because you know how the, you know how those away bathrooms are, man. There's only like uh, three yeah. stalls and there's 120 people. I mean, you can do the math. Mm. You know that's that's 40 people per toilet, man. And they get it. It adds up, man. You know, some dudes are throwing up in there. So you want to be one of the first people to use them. You know, you don't want to be the 40th person to use a toilet, man. It's, you know, it's or, rough. Or, and here's a little shout out to my former teammate, David Aguebu. You could be smart. A little trade secret he taught me. Go find a different bathroom. And that's what I did. So where did you find one? I actually went upstairs and found another bathroom on the Aww. second or third floor. You used the elevator? Nobody was. No, there were stairs. Nobody <laughs> was using it. I, I originally wasn't going to use the one in the locker room. There was a line out the door. There's three stalls, 10 people in line. I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a little adventure, a little exploration here. You know, worst case scenario, I come back and I'm in line. But, you know, went upstairs and got lucky. Four stalls hadn't been touched. And so. Oh, nice and clean. Got a little lucky there. But, dude, the hey. worst is the toilet paper, dude. I'd be getting burned. But I think it helps me play, <laughs> you know, when. When it's a little red down there. What do you mean by burned? <laughs> burned? Okay. Hmm. I feel like there's Oh my gosh, let's not bring Hey. How about I've been on my knees several times in this game? Bro, that was 
that was crazy, man. You know, Coach V is known for mm-hmm. questionable comments, you know, because he, he has so much passion. He doesn't understand what he's saying at times. And mm-hmm. so when something like that happens, I was trying so hard not to laugh, man. Like, and I don't think anyone else really picked up on it sitting up there because, like, I don't know, you're kind of on cloud nine, dude. You just beat this game. Yeah. Like, I'm sitting up there, like, bro, I really am just like, like where, what am I doing right now? Mm-hmm. And I hear him say that, and it's like, I look around, bro. I, I tap Gentry on the leg. I'm, like, looking over. And I'm like, I peek back to see if Dylan and or like or Jaleel caught it. I don't think they did. And like, I was like, dude, there's no way you just said that. Like, I didn't even think the cameras were going to be on me, which is really funny. You know, sitting right next to him, like, yeah, it was just like I wanted to laugh so hard. Like, well, the just, cameras were definitely on you because yeah, that that video was posted like everywhere. I saw it that was, and I started cracking up. I'm surprised Gentry didn't start laughing with you. I would have been up there laughing. Oh, I know. It was. And you think Venables would have said anything if you like laughed out loud for real? He would have acted confused on why I was laughing. He, he definitely didn't realize what he was saying. That's, yeah. that's the yeah. thing about him. It's like he's constantly <clears throat> making these like statements that are yeah. super questionable, and he never understands why they're questionable. He's just so innocent. I think a girl asked me one time, she was like, whose idea was it to wear pants that tight, make them white, so that way when you're sweating, like just everything's there. You know what I'm saying? I don't have that problem. Moving on into the game, bro. Hey, second play of the game on the hey, second play of the game on defense, right? And I think somebody made an edit of this on uh on Twitter. Shout out to my guy, um, Captain 405. He made an edit of mm-hmm. you guys. What they shift into what three FTB by bunch. two? Empty 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 bunch. Yeah, yeah, empty bunch, right? Um, you guys are making the call. It seems like y'all already knew what the play was going to be. Because I'm looking at Gentry. He sat He sat on the slant route. Okay, so for all our, our listeners, when I say sat, I mean, like, he didn't even – he didn't backpedal. He didn't move. Like, he he just waited for the slant to come to him. Like, did y'all already know, know what the play was going to be when they – Yeah, so we had – obviously, you know, there's some looks that teams go into that are kind of like – you know, there are regular looks, but it's, like, stuff they use, like, from game to game. Yeah, game plan. You know, so yeah. like we were expecting that. And Coach V. Larry talked about in the first four plays, we are going to get – Either like a screen, like an empty bunch, mm-hmm. or like a, or a shot that's going to be taken. And so obviously we had checks ready to go, and we initially had like a, a a man blitz called. Yeah. And then when they got that formation, we we went into like a a, a cover two concept. So then we had our corner our, our field corner down in the in the cloud, and so he was able to play the flat and play the slant instead of being off outside leverage because you know instead because people that don't know in the man concept he has over the top help. Mm-hmm. And then, so he has out at first. He had outside leverage to protect like the fade, because mm-hmm. you know he can give up a post because he knows he has a safety there. But when we made that check, <clears throat> and then he knew we were going into a cover two, so now he has help on the outside. So that's why he shifted inside to be able to you know to play that slant route. Yeah. And so you know we were ready for that. Took the communication. I knew everyone. You know, first I recognized it. You know, I'm screaming the call. So then yeah. Ethan knows to get outside. Yeah. So then yeah. Ethan knows to get outside the bunch because his responsibility is to blow that up to take away the screen. Hey, real corner. quick, I thought that was a genius idea rather than having a corner come down or somebody else drop, having Ethan, the defensive end, press the point because no receiver is going to stop that. Yeah, I mean, especially, you know, especially when you have like a tight end who their title is kind of you know banged up a little bit. So I think first yeah. play to have him, Ethan Downs, just run at him full speed. You know, it's not yeah. really something that he wants to do. I mean, you know, that guy, he's a good player, number zero, but he's not a very physical blocker. He's more of a receiving guy, so. When you're putting, like, you know, getting hands on him, you know, be, being physical with him, obviously he's not going to want to do that. 
And then obviously, you know, Quinn Ewers is not really a running quarterback, so we're not really worried too much when they go to empty the a, a QB draw situation or something where he's going to tuck up the ball and run. So we're, we don't really mind, you know, moving uh, Ethan Downs from in the box to out, out on yeah. the, That's the good tight stuff. end. Yeah. But, you know, it's really a good game plan by the coaches. You know, to, we practiced a, a hundred times, you know, obviously mm-hmm. seen it on film. So we kind of were really prepared in that moment. You know, one thing I'll say this about the game and we'll continue <laughs> to talk about a little bit more. I felt like there were really no bad calls by the coaches. Either that or you guys just made up for it. However it was, overall, I think even when we went for it on fourth and two on offense, I don't think we got it. But overall, I thought it was such a well-game-planned game overall. Um, I could tell that, you know, Jaron, you were getting a little – we're still talking about the second play of the game. Jaron almost jumped the jumped the slant, the first slant that was inside. He went right past you. So uh, did you look at that on film and think, like, man, like probably I should have sat on the inside slant? or were you They just, never throw the inside slant. That's the thing. No, it's always how, how often it's does always a quarterback throw that? They never want the the first slant. They the first slant is to clear it out. So if yeah. you see two slants, they don't throw the first slant. They don't throw the one over the middle where the linebackers are. Like come yeah. on, if you're, you're a receiver, you don't want that first killed. slant. You're going to get killed. The purpose of the first one is to clear out, and give room for the second one. So I was kind of thinking, just push through and find the first one. So that's so crazy to hear y'all say that because as an offensive guy, we run double slants all the time, and I I never like thought about whether the defense knew that or not but you guys are right like we're never gonna throw the inside slant. i wouldn't even want to catch the inside slant. you don't want, no receiver wants the inside yeah, slant. Like, 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 if i'm running that i'm like please don't throw me the ball like i'm not even gonna look at the quarterback Mm-mm. all right ab what's your first memory from your time playing sports as a kid jay there was one time i was playing flag football as a kid man i was probably like three or four years old i got the ball i was running back got the ball i started okay. running the opposite way I, yeah. I was moving though. I was running the opposite way. I was running towards their end zone. My mom has it on camera. She was screaming at me to go the other way. I heard my mom turn around and I scored like a 95 yard touchdown. Jay, I nine sports is providing these memories for kids throughout the state of Oklahoma. If you're a parent looking to sign your kid up for youth sports, look no further than I nine sports. We highly encourage you to sign your kid up for flag football, but we also have basketball, volleyball, baseball, and soccer. Ages vary from 3 to 14. And parents, here's a great perk for you. Practice and games are on the same day, so it's a one-day-a-week commitment. And the leagues last for only seven weeks. They have locations in the Edmond OKC area, Yukon, Moore, and Norman. So check them out by going to Anon Sports or call 405-225-7048. Moving on to the first play of offense. Well, not the first play. I don't think it was the first play. But the second play of offense. Be Willie called it. Shout out to my boy, y'all. He couldn't be on here tonight. Uh, Danny and Jaron got a tight schedule, and B. Willie had a uh, obligation, so he called the Wildcat. But it wasn't DG; it was with Farouk. Shout out to B. Willie, man. Was that plan yeah. two? What's up? Was that plan two? Y'all know about the yeah. Offense? So it was funny when you guys talked about that last podcast. Yeah, like when that was brought up, because like me and Jaron literally came from we when we were leaving our meeting. We talked to Coach Levin. We we're like, "Do you guys have any tricks up your sleeve?" And he literally talked about doing Wildcat and then shifting yeah. out of it just to say, like, this is a different type of play- game plan this year. And so when, yeah. when B. Willie called that out, me and Jaron, like, had to be so silent because we did not want to give anything up. Mm-hmm. Which, <laughs> hey, hey, kudos to him, brother. I was impressed with that. He guessed that for, you know, for sure. Good for call. our listeners, we know ball. 
yo, we know ball, baby. Shout out to B Willie. <laughs> hey, uh, another thing. Did you have like extra padding on for this game? Like I saw the, the. You yeah. know, this was, it's like a, Jaron used to rock it before me. Actually, he's Shout kind of the, the predecessor boss. of it. I don't know what it's called. It's not like a cowboy collar because a like, cowboy collar comes back. Yeah, but it's just a little something for like your just like a little padding right there. So when you're delivering the wood and smashing dudes and nope. bringing it on them, dude, you know you're mm-hmm. just a little more protected. What do you mean by that? Exactly what he said. And we Next play question. defense. All, all we do is hit dudes. Hey, what did y'all think after they executed the fake punt? Which I thought they did a hell of a job doing. Um, they get like 40 yards on that. This is like what? First drive, second drive still earlier in the game? Yeah. So was that after or before the – no. So that was before the the punt, right? The blocked punt? Yes. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. obviously, you know, as soon as we come off on defense, we go right to our little tent to like get corrections. Mm-hmm. And like that's some Texas – I mean, obviously, we ran a fake punt last year or a fake field goal. So, I mean, you know they're going to have some stuff on their sleeve. But mm-hmm. – you know, they huddled up. You know, we're supposed to have a contained player. You know, didn't execute the call. But, you know, we, I think the defense came out there. We responded really well. You know, we then we had that that fumble, forced fumble, which they overturned. And then, yep. you know, right after that, had the interception. You know, it just really shows you how far this defense has come. You know, when adversity like that happens, you know, we didn't just give up an easy touchdown, which is mm-hmm. kind of like with all the momentum they have right there, it's easy to do. But, you know, defense, you know, kept our poise, kept our composure, and just responded so well. Um, I think y'all did a good job on that. Also, I can tell what well, we practiced this in the let me restate. We practiced this when I was there, but the fact that y'all are actively, especially the DBs, constantly looking at the peanut punch, constantly working on the ribs. I'm like, like before it was it it, it was there when I played, but like it's so much more noticeable now. Like I don't even know how to describe that to y'all. Is we need the ball to know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all we do, man. You gotta you gotta get takeaways to get victories. I mean, Coach Grinch talked about that a lot. Like, I'm not gonna lie, Coach. You know, Alex Grinch. You know, that was a big emphasis. You know, like you gotta yeah. get the ball. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just a different mentality. You know, like it's how like we live and die with every single play. So like you, when you make that a real emphasis, like it's like your life. Like getting that ball, I think it just happens more. Mm-hmm. A byproduct of that. Billy Bowman on the hit that same drive with mm. the interception by Kobe. Dolby. Sheesh. Dolby. I feel like there was more. Bro, I feel like there was so much action in the first quarter that, honestly, you could have put that in any other football game, and that wouldn't have been a complete game. We looked up. We couldn't believe it had only been six minutes or whatever. Yeah, it was. it's like, like there's really, still really nine like, minutes left on the clock, and we're like, bro, like I feel like we've played was, a full game. That was a crazy like, so much a whole half. so fast. Jeez. I was sitting there that's watching. That's like, how that game is. As a fan, like, my emotional meter was, like, just drained after, like, the first eight minutes of the game. I'm like, oh, my gosh, we still got a long ways to go. Like, I'm definitely getting my money's worth on this one. <laughs> now, that was, I mean, mm-hmm. in, in terms of games, like, great. Tech, I don't know, dude. I feel like our, my freshman year, that comeback might be a better game. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was better football played by us. I think that was, like, our like overall best complimentary football. But that game, yeah. our freshman year, was so crazy. Yeah, like yeah. in terms of just be, in terms of being a fan watching it, I think that freshman year game was probably a little better. But in terms of just football performance played, I feel like this year was better for yeah. sure. No, mm-hmm. I, I completely agree. Like as really, you just you just spotted it on. As a fan, the game a couple of years ago was probably better because it was just like 
so much up and down. And the fans stormed the field afterwards, which didn't happen this year. But yeah. for the, the game itself was so much more cleaner. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess maybe we had like a muff punt. Um, the reverse play on the kickoff return, were any of y'all out there when that happened, when I got called back? No, but we mm-hmm. kind of, I, I kind of knew when we practiced that play, like during yeah. the week, we had similar situations. Because it's hard with the momentum he's going forward. He's tossing it. It's like he's not trying to toss it forward because he's running forward and tosses it. It kind of like gets dragged with him. So, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it's hit or miss. But, you know, it's hard to execute something like that. Mm-hmm. But What was the thought process going into halftime? I think it was what? We were up by a touchdown. Um, they were getting – they were making plays. We were making plays. Like – what 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 was the vibes like on the sidelines? Uh, listening to Venables, I'm I'm sure he probably t- talked for like what 10, 15 minutes, something like that. I mean, up on the sideline, coach. Well, as soon as we get to halftime, we just go straight to adjustments, mm-hmm. and then maybe it's like the last like minute or two we talk about the team. You know, it's really like we get right down to it. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're right because every after every play, like we have it drawn up, and so we're able to analyze it what, what we were seeing out there. So as soon as we get in the locker room, like we're we're going into every single play. Knowing, like, knowing what adjustments we need to make, you know, seeing what they're doing. So, you know, in terms of, like, talking to the team, we don't really do that much. And then after I spoke to the team, like, you know, like, it's just a 0-0 mindset. You know, we played a good first half, but that doesn't mean anything. You know, still have a lot of ball to do. Mm-hmm. You know, typical stuff like that. But we were really just really dialed in, man. I mean, just had to keep bringing the physicality. And, um, you know, I think we did a tremendous job doing that. And, you know, obviously we come out of half right away. Offense is a tremendous job. You know, go 75 yards. You know, Tali Walker with some great runs there. And I think that just really started the momentum. You know, we talk about middle eight all the time, and uh, we won the middle eight ten to three. And so, um, wait, can you talk about that some more? You said the middle eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think we yeah. talked about this last podcast a little bit, but um, you know, it's a cl- kind of a Clemson thing that Coach Venables adopted. But you know, to be successful as a football team, you have to win the middle eight, which is the last four minutes of the first half and the first four minutes of the second half. Mm-hmm. And so. You know, you just got you got to win those because that's really how you capitalize the game. You know how you finish the first half and how really how you start the second half. So we did a tremendous job. You know, obviously we had, I think, a stop on the defense, and then I think all they had was a field goal for half, if I'm not mistaken. There's basically science behind it. Teams that dominate the the, the middle eight usually win the game. So it's kind of just a staple of Coach Fee is dominating that middle eight offensively stats. and defensively. One of those be uh be venable mm-hmm. stats. Yeah. Hey, we what talked mean- about hey, a coach V stat, even a Lincoln Riley stat, because it was talked about. If you win the rushing total and the then you rushing, win the uh, yep. the turnover Turn margin, battle. and you're going to win the game. We won yep. both of those. Mm-hmm. Yep. Y'all won both of them. I, I looked at that. That was the first thing I looked at right after the game. They put the stats up at the end of the game, and I was like, I promise you they won the rushing battle. Even though, and we'll talk about the offense a little bit more, we have a special guest for you all later. Like, we're, we're honestly, we may not even get into the back half of this, but we'll. We have a guest to help us out on the other end. More on that reveal later. But you guys won the turnover battle. You guys won the rushing battle. Even though Dylan Gabriel had like, what, 110, 113, 112 yards? Yeah. Awesome. Have y'all, did y'all get a chance to speak to him during, after, or even up until now since the game? I mean, uh, whenever I talk to Dylan, it's more so like just like, we don't really talk about football. It's more so like just keep leading the yeah. guys. You know, like we got each other, like encouraging stuff like that. I'm not like, yeah, what was the, what was the game plan? What were you, what was going through your mind on that play? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure reporters ask him enough of that type of stuff. But mm-hmm. he's done a tremendous job, man. That's that's a high up candidate for sure. If I've ever seen one. All right, y'all. So when Braden and I played at OU, we used to get all the gear we could dream of, right? 
Now, if we want to buy OU apparel, we kind of have to do it like everybody else, the normal way. All right. But the good thing for us is that the podcast is sponsored by Home Field Apparel. You've heard us talk about Home Field Apparel ever since the start of the season. All right. So you guys know there are a lot of collegiate brands out there, but we wanted to partner with Home Field Apparel because their designs are simply the best out there. Be sure to go to homefieldapparel.com, filter using the word Oklahoma, and see what we're talking about. All right. Our listeners get an exclusive, all right, an exclusive deal using the code Prairie23. That's Prairie23. Gets you 15% off your first order, okay? Find what you want, add it to the cart, use the code Prairie23 for 15% off. All right. We know you're wearing Sooner Deer. So you might as well reload and re-up and refresh using Home Field Apparel. All right. You can find them at homefieldapparel.com. Again, using the code Prairie23 for 15% off your first order. All right, y'all. Go to them. All right, y'all. Moving on to the goal line stand. Let's talk about it. Four and out. Normally, you hear three and out, but four and out? Mm. One yard. One yard. Lost one yard. Gained one yard. Shout out to Billy B, man. Shout out to Billy B. What was y'all's perspective? Well, what? Because no, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I know I sound like an old head, but back in my day, I'd be like, oh, one yard, four downs, automatic touchdown. Like, I ain't even gonna mm-hmm. be worried about it. Not in 2023, though. Now with D Stutz and Jared Kanak on the field. Jared Kanak on the field, my bad. Kanak. Kanak. What was y'all's thought process? What were y'all thinking? All right, so basically, about this goal line stand, this is like a. <clears throat> a staple on defense. This is a statement. This is like how you want your identity to be found. Your program's identity is found in fourth and one on the goal line. Mm. And that's, you know, everybody, everybody, we watched like a, a Texas news thing that was like saying they're about a squirrel. Like did some videos in like our, like our Monday hit tape that showed all the highlights and like, it showed like the Texas guys like, Oh, here, here they are. They're about to score and, and tie the game or go up or whatever it was. No denied four times in a row and that's what i'm talking about so jail is trying to call cute for his picture i saw that mm-hmm. yeah just wait till he grows his hair out he's like cute. yeah so they got you know they got the goal line you know they go in their jumbo package that i guess steve sarkeesian said has no one's ever stopped and um they put in their their big defensive tackles and i'm not gonna lie bro the first play you know that that dude will go straight for jaron <laughs> the 365 pounder goes straight for Jaron. Yeah, I'm not. I don't blame you for what you did, but there's not very know. many plays where they don't block the Mike linebacker in the A gap. So it's like, and but no, kind of but, you know, we, we kind of. Wait, we, what, what'd you do, Jaron? You cut him? Uh, not not necessarily. I like kind of take took away service and ripped up, and so he kind of yeah. missed and fell yeah, that way. Oh, but it still okay. kind of knocked me back a little bit. So I was like. It was it was a neutral. It, it didn't he didn't knock me on my ass or anything, but it's fine. It, 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 yeah. Anyway, <laughs> earlier in the week we we put in this package, this grizzly package, you know, because mm. you know obviously you got to prepare for a situation like that, and you know we had Kip Lewis come into the game. You know we put threw in um more defensive no we threw in some more nose tackles instead of defensive ends. Mm. Kip Lewis three plays three tackles. Yeah, we put Kip in there. You know, Kip's a dog, man. Every time Kip's good on the field, bro, he makes plays. Got a nose for the ball, man. Love it. Got a nose for the ball. And so, um, you know, we were really prepared for that situation, man. I think you get down to, you know, the goal line, it's all about heart, man. Obviously, who wants it more? Do they have dudes that are 365 pounds? Desan McCullough, the first play or second play goes right at the dude. 
yeah. blows his and um sorry for my language but yeah i think that's the only way to put it yeah, and i'm passionate uh, about the school i'm saying here it means a lot to us yeah and um you know i don't think i feel like that's something that hasn't been done in a long time and it's just history of no, made in that it, moment. it hasn't just to, and, it, you know, hasn't. it really took a, it took a complete buy-in for all 11 players on the field man you know mm -hmm. You look at it, you know, three plays right there. They couldn't get a yard, you know, with their jumbo package, whatever that's supposed to mean. And then, you know, because we had, we, you know, we were pushing them back. They try a slant route to Worthy, and we have Desan and Billy Bowman. Billy Bowman! Billy Bowman! Billy Bowman! All, all over it, man. So I think it just really shows kind of the staple of if you're going to put, you know, what the game really meant to us, man, or how bad we wanted it. You know, I think that is a perfect, you know, representation at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You know, then the offense, you know, comes out there at the one yard line backed up. You know, Texas is fired up, bro. Chance for a safety to get the ball back. And, you know, Tolly Walker with like a 15 yard gain. Like, that's just huge. Like, you know, now the momentum's fully in our favor, man. You're able to go down there. I think we punted, though. I don't, but still, like, to be able to go like there and just kind of flip the field in that situation is what you have to do for a good football team. Like, that's the definition of complimentary mm -hmm. football. Yeah. And then now I think they had. Like a, a two minute or four minute, a four minute drive, you know, really chew out, chew some clock down and get himself in position. And then, uh, you know, had a, a, a bust there by someone, so they scored a touchdown. <clears throat> and then we went three and out. And then, you know, now it's kind of like it's all tied up, man. This is kind of where you got to buckle down as a defense, you know, really show them like what you worked on. We do a lot of two minute situations. You know, we had, you know, they were kind of, you know, right then it's a four minute offense, the four minute offense game plan. Yeah. And for people, you know, I think Jayhawk can kind of really describe what that means of offensive yeah. mind in that situation. Yeah, here let me talk about this real quick. Just by looking at the last four and a half minutes of the game, you can one hundred percent tell that we are better coached. Because as a as an offensive guy, like I'm looking at everything. I'm looking at how a coach would think. I'm looking at what the players are doing. I'm looking at X's and O's and just everything. Okay. What we did, we call it four-minute offense, all right? It doesn't matter if there's four or five minutes left on the clock. Uh, we kind of get into this mode with six minutes. It all just depends on how the game is going. I don't know if you guys know, but if Texas were to hold the ball until the play clock had went down instead of snapping the ball with, what, 20-plus seconds left on the play clock, they have, they would have went all the way down the field and made the field goal with around 10 to 20 seconds left in the game. All right, that's way different than the Sooners getting the ball back with what, 120? 117. 117? Yeah, they, they handled the last four minutes of the game terribly, like terribly. You can tell that they didn't practice it because they were moving in a hurry. Um, they, they were in a rush. Like they they had never been like the game was tied, you know. So essentially, in offense, what you what you want is to kill the different de kill the defense slowly, so that way when your defense goes back out there, um, you know they don't have to defend as long. And so that was that was poor clock management on Texas' behalf. But we're not here to talk about them. We took advantage of the opportunity, and you can tell. Like I said, you can tell just by looking at what we did right before halftime, the two minute drill right before halftime was, was smooth. The two minute drill right before or at the end of the game, it was smooth. They practiced it. They executed it flawlessly. Even before halftime, you can tell Tawi when he got the, the dump down 
He got the first down, ran straight out of bounds, stopped the clock. I'm like, man, that's that's such smart football. Like that's thinking football. It's not always about running people over. It's about making the smart decision. All right. Perfect example on the last drive of the game. Drake catches the ball, gets upfield, gets down. He doesn't try and fight for extra yardage. He doesn't try and do anything extra. He gets down. All right. Because he knows that the first down after that clock stops. All right. Who catches the ball on the sideline? Um, Dog. Yeah. Jaleel. Jaleel. Dog. Jaleel. Catch on the sideline. Stog. Fights for extra extra yards. Gets out of bound. Um, I think uh, I think Anthony even had one. A toe tap on the side. That is crisp football. That is knowing the situation. All right. Then Dylan Gabriel stays in the pocket, trusts his offensive line, makes the dump down past the Nick. Um, excuse me, I'm forgetting our left tackle's name. Shout out to him though. He blocked two. had a great block, man. Block took up yeah. two dudes, man. Two dudes at one time. Two good t- block two guys, man. That that's fight. That's all that is. The stop on the goal line. That's fight. Finishing. That's fight and being mm-hmm. smart. All right. That's that's nothing extra. That's nothing nothing extraordinary. That's doing what we practice. Well, I guess I guess y'all now. I'm not in it no more. But still, like I, I admire great football like that. I think y'all did a hell of a job. And as a matter of fact, I think we might have a special guest to wrap up the rest of the podcast. Y'all excited for who we got next? 100%. We have a good one for you guys. So excited. (laughs) Hey, y'all. I appreciate y'all listening so far. We're going to wrap things up on this podcast. Coming up next, we got Nick Anderson, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, the man of the hour coming in at 6'4", 205, number four on the field. Little brother Ah, to the big brother. Ah. <laughs> hey y'all y'all already know who it is nick anderson baby the one who took us to the promised land appreciate you for coming on to the podcast my boy yeah man no problem no problem it's a pleasure it's a pleasure man about time we got another offensive dude on here was was the last time you got uh offensive dude it's been years bro man. you are yes so long yeah. You're our first so guest, long. man. Matter of fact, you know, we've kind of just been yeah. keeping it a defensive thing. You know, mm-hmm. we finally had a reason, you know, to talk to the offense for once. So, what's up? Finally. Yeah. I feel like the offense has been doing good. You could have picked like a. Bro, we, we tried to get Gavin um, Gavin Freeman. Bro was a celebrity. Didn't want to answer yeah. his text oh for us. We of couldn't course. get him. We tried to get Baker Mayfield. His PR representative said no. <laughs> so, we it's did kind try of and get Baker. Yeah. Yeah, so I've been trying to get Creed Humphrey on here for years. You know, oh, and, uh, Danny and Jaron, Danny and Jaron just aren't as good as recruiting as me and B Willie were. We were on it. Oh yeah, bro, you gotta pick up the slack, bro. Y'all slacking, bro. I matter I mean, of fact, I'll never forget, bro. I I can't remember what home game it was, but I think Jaden Hazelwood had like a three touchdown game. He literally uh-huh. runs off the field. Runs off the field after his third touchdown. Comes straight to me. He's like, "Jay Hall, can I get on the podcast now?" I'm like, "Yes, sir. You most certainly that's, can." That's tough. See, we, yeah, we need that type game. of excitement back. The podcast when B Willie and um, when Jay Hall running, everyone in the locker room knew it, bro. Now we have so many podcasts with like Nick and Kate and do their thing. Yeah, and mm-hmm. like it's like no one knows who, like that we be doing podcasts, man. Everybody want to be a podcaster nowadays. Everyone be a podcaster. Y'all hey, man, there's nothing really wrong. There's no wrong with be, you know, being a podcaster nowadays, man. Y'all, y'all, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie, Nick. When I saw you and Kaden come out with y'all's podcast, I'm like, 
they not the OGs though. They they not and, the OGs. But we, but we knew that. We knew that. We know we knew we were the OGs. Hey, we, we ain't trying to see us flow. For real though, not nah, like before we move into the game, let's let's talk about all right. So shout your podcast out. What's the name of it? Okay, okay, okay. So the name is Red Dirt Rambles. We're sponsored by uh-huh. Mercury. And uh, you can find us on YouTube, Apple Music, any of the you know, mainstream podcast uh, outlets. How did that come about? Like, how did how did how did that happen? It's a funny story. Like, uh, so when Caden was getting recruited, uh, he got recruited by uh, an ASU coach, Arizona State. And long story short, the that coach stopped coaching, went into uh, NIL stuff. And he reached out to Caden our freshman year and was like, hey, do y'all want to be a part of this opportunity? Like, we're looking for two guys to do, like, this uh, podcast. And uh, we think, like, y'all be a good fit. And we were like, shoot. Yeah, we're not doing anything else. I mean, we're freshmen. We don't got really – we, we haven't been on the field yet, and we don't really have any NIL deals. Yeah. So we were like, of course. Like, they could have they paid us, like, $2, and we would have still done it. But uh, okay, that's, that's, basically how, that's basically how I started. Yeah. What? Yeah, we, we get a little bit of the share. But, no, I mean, they get, they get most. Wait, what'd you say? I'm messing around, messing around. But yeah, it's just, uh, (laughs) but yeah, it's been, just been going strong since then. Oh man. That's so, that's crazy, bro. Cause like our, our story is the exact same way. Like Alex, our producer, he, uh, he hit us up. He was like, yo, you want to do this? So as a matter of fact, man, it's crazy to see. I think I told you this in the locker room after the Iowa state game. Bro, I knew you were gonna be good, but I wasn't. Danny, Jaron, y'all can talk and talk about this too. Like, I, I didn't think it would happen like this. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Danny, Jaron, did y'all see something that I didn't? Y'all are there in practice all the time. I'm not gonna. Well, yeah, of course. Because I mean, I feel like you said the same thing about me. Like, oh, come we on. did. We, we did. You, you don't know how to. You don't know how to scout talent. I'm not gonna lie, uh, Nick. Well, remember, well, no, well, we we knew you were gonna be good. Like we we, I remember doing the podcast. Like, yeah, that kid's gonna be good. But well, I guess it's different. Like, I'm not there in practice. Never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? I remember me and David last year were like, he, he especially David, he he had high stock on Nick because uh, Nick, you're from Houston, right? Katie, yeah, yeah, yeah so me, me have, and David from the same district. The Katie connection. So yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I've always known Nick. I mean, bro, has a six pack like crazy. I mean, you got to be good. <laughs> yeah, chill, yeah. Chill. Whoa, I am jealous. You jealous of the six? All right, Jay. I'm a little chubby now, bro. Chill out, <laughs> dude. That's how it be. Like all the all the skill position guys, that they, they just be running so much or so shredded to the gills, and you just have like linebackers. have dad bods, bro. Line and linebackers, we just have dad bods, bro. I appreciate I appreciate the dad bods, bro. Without the dad bods, we we couldn't hold it down. You feel me? Yeah. Man, Fuck your talk, Nick. Yeah, I like. So that. Like, realistically, and I guess Jay Hall can kind of answer this for us. Like when you guys are done playing football. Do you think you're gonna like get really fat and out of shape, or do you think you'll like shred up? It's like me personally, I think I'm gonna like lose 50 pounds and just be ripped. But I don't know, bro. The thing here, I'll, I'll tell you this before we move on. So I was so used to being on a scholarship, bro. When I first stopped playing, like I started losing hella weight because I just wasn't used to buying food. So mm-hmm. I would go to sleep hungry and just be like, "All right, grab some crackers before bed, drink some I'm water, sure, call I'm it sleep for dinner." Yeah, like I'm bro, not, I'm like, not gonna I, lie though, but like I, I I heard that before, like it like people just like, be forget to eat. Yeah, like it, it's not the same. And like one thing 
I didn't realize this, bro. Like old heads, they always tell you like, oh, things going to change when you're not playing no more. And I used mm. to be like, nah, like I'll never be fat. But like, one thing, I don't think you, you, so you, so you think you're fat. Oh, shut oh, what you weigh <laughs> right now? God, yeah, dude. up on the scale. I'm, I'm probably like 240, but I'm like a chubby 240. Like I've lost some muscle. Yeah, we, we can tell. Yeah, we, we it's just not the same. same. Awesome. Bro, <laughs> yeah, bro, I'm losing my podcast, Nick. <laughs> Anyways, but like, bro, what y'all staying in shape is like a job. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all run all the time. Y'all lift weights all the time. Like, bro, like, when you're like me coaching kids like three and a half hours a day and then I work full time, like, you're not thinking about working out. Like, you're you're not, like, actively thinking about it. All right? And last thing, I'll say this. Nick, you know how I texted you the other day? You're taking a nap in the middle of the day? Yeah. Bro, you become an adult. There are no naps in the middle of the day. So, if you're going to no work naps. out like an elite athlete. No, bro. If you're going to work out for an hour and a half like you do in college, you can't take a nap in the middle of the day. Like, I got to pay bills. I got to work. Hey, I'm so, not going to lie. Bro, Jaron is the king of the 20-minute nap. Like, if there's a 20-minute segment in a day, he's like, I'm just going to take a nap. I'm like, bro, we have literally 20 minutes. It's perfect. Like, just wake it's, me up. This is psychologically proven. You can back me up with stats from the internet. Uh, 20 minutes is like the optimal time to nap. It's like right before your brain enters the the REM sleep yeah. or whatever. It, right before it starts the cycle where it goes down and down and down. It's like for those of you who don't know, I don't really know too much about it either. I'm not gonna pretend like I do, but like when you sleep, like your brain like does these cycles. It goes up and down, up and down, and waves of sleep, and like there's REM sleep and there's all that kind of stuff. Like the 20 minute mark is like right before you go down into like the deep sleep where like because like if you wake up from like right when you're all right get into the game let's talk about something important (laughs) i got such smart guys on my podcast i was into it bro they were locked in yeah for real i I hear this every single time we talk about it so danny wants danny wants to talk about his quote he's like forget the sleep i want to talk about danny's had the busiest danny's had the busiest day ever Danny has not been yes, awesome. oh, Sursky. Oh my gosh. Yes, Sursky. Oh, Buy that merch, y'all. Oh, Buy man. that merch. <laughs> hey, I've had a day, man. I was on the Pat McAfee show today, and I was on the Jim Rome show. What's that? Yeah. I'm that's not be on, uh, part of my take. So it's been it's been a bye week, that's for sure. Bro. <laughs> that's a lot. You like literally are the face of college football right now. I was trending on Twitter. Hey, look, look, look. Isn't that crazy? Nick Anderson <laughs> scores a game-winning touchdown and some random dude on defense. Just, just a face I take a picture of the cigar and put a hat on, and I'm now the celebrity. Even Nick had the game-winning touchdown. Right, it, was, it, was, it was my only reception, bro. I didn't do anything that special. Hey, well, also, Nick. fun fact about Nick Anderson. Uh, he's like 6 of 11 for scoring. Like, So there's a there's a fifty over a 50% chance that if you throw the ball to Nick Anderson, he's going to score. Fact. Oh, that's a fact. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Hey Nick, you remember Lee Morris? Uh, why does that? My play? chance. You're an old. Yeah, he was a receiver that played like two or three years ago. We called him TD Lee because he did something similar to you. He was a former walk-on. Really? That's tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, tough. it was tough. You know, only Danny would find a way to make this podcast about him after you being the special guest. <laughs> no, nah, I'm having fun just listening. <laughs> No, nah, bro, we do this all day. As a matter of fact, no, like, let's talk about Danny for a little bit, bro, because between for our listeners, we made an initial recording, with, which is just me, Danny, and Jaron, but then a couple of days went by because we had to get the superstar Nick, and, and Braden's been busy, so we're like, it's really like 
another recording. So I guess y'all get the best of both worlds. So much has happened between then and and now. Yeah, like Danny said, for like you guys, said, it's for you guys. It was ten minutes ago. Thank you, thanks to Alex and our amazing team. It's seamless <laughs> editing. It's five <laughs> minutes ago for you guys, but for us, it's been hours. And Danny's has been. gained like four thousand Instagram followers. And he thinks he's expecting to be a father. It's been a crazy yeah. turn. Whoa, 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 crazy, whoa, 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 crazy turn. Danny is proposing to his girlfriend. Um, Bro, is it the same girl that was walking around earlier in the episode? That was Phil's girlfriend. That was Phil Pachati's girlfriend. Oh, okay. He's locked up, ladies. Sorry. Unfortunately. Bro, yeah, she comes over and does his laundry for him, which is kind of cute. Like, what? Oh, that's nice. Right. Well, Brayden used to always have some girl come over and take care of his dogs and clean his house. So, I mean, that's, that's the what I do. That's why I didn't get along. That's what I yeah. do. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah, Danny. So, how did your, you had your interview with Pat? earlier today how'd they go yeah that was that was pretty dope i'm not gonna lie you know they were they, they started off being like we're gonna buy 30 shirts you know so you you can buy some of your teammates some drinks and have a good time and you know kind of put me on the spot you know i didn't want to I'm, I'm only 20 we got we got oh. you know they're trying to put me on the spot wait you're really only 20 yeah bro i turned 20 um you know two days ago what no, nah, man. I turned twenty. I was, say. I was like, "What?" I turned twenty in March. I'm kind of young, though. I'm low key. I'm low key young. Wait, Danny, you're lying. But what? I'm twenty years old. I'm oh three. Oh four, baby. Oh four. Are y'all serious? I'm yeah, nineteen. Yeah. Nick's nineteen. You're nineteen, right, Nick? Yeah, I'm nineteen. Me and Nick are nineteen. Danny's twenty. And then Jay Hall's just and Jay Hall's forty five and bald. <laughs> Soon to be dreads. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey you're growing. We got a DM on the Instagram that said, "Hey, that, right, wait, you, like, you like it up? You like it up, Jay?" No, we, we we made a bet. If we won the game, when we won the game, he was going to draw. They the were out. talking to themselves. Nick. And actually, hey, for the viewers, since we've had a few day transition, let's, let's see the let's see how the hair's growing out. Let's see if it's coming in. It's clean, my boy. Look at that reflection, oh, baby. Bro, you must have you must have oiled it up right before you hop. Look at that the reflection show. right there. So shiny. Let me turn my brightness down real quick. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, bro. That's just color people. Their their skin gets oily. You know, white people they get dandruff because it gets so dry. Other way around. You know, y'all can't relate. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah, you yeah, got a brown person oh, on here. Right yeah, I was about to say, bro, don't don't make me start spitting game. Matter of fact, I'll never forget. I'll never forget what Tyrese Robinson said something about me uh, being bald. I'm like, bro, don't act like I don't see those receding quarters. Like, and, and bro, like he covered his head. He's like, are you serious, Jay Hall? You can see it? I'm like, bro, game recognized game. <laughs> Telling you. Anyways. Uh, all right, Danny. So you're going viral for, with the, the picture with the cigar. Um, the tattoos. There, there was the tattoos. Um, said what tattoos? What else? You've been on TV. Uh, hey, I I retweeted your um voting for your what is it? The butt kiss player of the week. Did you see that? Uh, the Ronnie Lott thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that. Yeah, I, I was winning pretty pretty drastically on that. That's yeah, Sooner fans showed up and showed out on that one. Appreciate you, Ronnie. They Big always fan. do. Hey, let's get in. Hey, let's get into the moment. All right. Okay. Nick. Hey, what's hey? Let's what, what, go head, bro. Set the scene, Danny. Set the scene. Talk about it. Lead up to it. Set the scene, yeah, bro. I'm literally 
I'm over here telling people like guys, guys, it's sooner magic. Chill out. I wasn't even really watching. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, cause I didn't. I, honestly, defense doesn't really watch. Like we're always just getting like corrections and stuff in the tent. Yeah. So I don't really know. You probably bro, have a better viewpoint. I could tell me. you don't have a girl. Set the scene, bro. Set it up. All right. Let me light the candles. Let me get it going for you. Thank oh, you. Mega, 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 mega. Defense just Thank got a you. defense just held Texas to a field goal. You know, Texas fans are going crazy, but there's a stone cold killer named Dylan Gabriel with Yo. minute 17 left on the clock. They left him too much time. Too and much man, time. oh man, is, was that man going to make them pay? And obviously, Nick, take us through that last drive. Man, it's really, it's really all a blur, but I remember just the first couple of plays where we got those uh, couple of completions, it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, we got this. Like, I, there was really no doubt anywhere on that field that was like, we're not going to uh, walk this ball all the way down to the red zone. And then once we got into the red zone, I was like, oh, yeah, it's done deal. We finna punch it in. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where the ball is going. Like, it's, it's, it's going to get in there. And then I just, I remember running so many corner routes for some reason. It was like, it was like, it was just setting it up. I was getting used to the route. I don't know. But, uh, Man, we got it got down to the last play, and they mo- we actually we actually ran the same play, like our first for the first play to drive, and they called it again on the last play, and I motioned across, came over, settled it up, got squared on the line, and they snapped the ball, and Stog releases super fast. We're supposed to like he's supposed to buy a count for me so I could get to my route, but he just releases immediately. That. We bu- we bump into each other. He was nervous, and, and I'm like crap. Moment's too big. <laughs> but but it low-key worked out because the corner crashed and the, the linebacker was supposed to take uh, one of us. Or maybe it was the safety. I don't know. But they safety. both got confused. Yeah, they both got confused. And even if even if the safety did pick me up, Stock was going to be wide open in the flat. So he was wrong either way. And, uh, and then, uh, bro, Walter, with, when he picked up the corner and he still had his man, that was that was crazy. And then uh, he just gave Dylan enough time to do a little hop, throw it in the back of the end zone. And I, talk, I talked to uh, Dylan. He was like, yeah, I jumped. I was ready to throw it away. And I saw you last second in the corner, so I just gave you a chance. And I was wide open. So, And, bro, the ball the ball was in the air for at least, like, 30 seconds. To well, me, it felt like, it felt like That's how it was on the last play of the game. Like, yeah. It felt like that ball was in the air forever. forever. But anyways, back to the back to the No, nah, you good. And then I just caught it. And after that, all thoughts left my mind. Like, I was just yeah. screaming. You didn't know what to do, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, in moments like that, now, I never caught a touchdown versus Texas, but speaking in general, I feel like you get Hey, chill out. Hey, nah, but on a serious note, I feel like you get so excited, bro. Like, you just don't, like, you got so much, so much emotion in your body. And I saw you pause before you even moved. Like, yeah. it seems like you took a second before you figured out what you were going to do. What, what was that moment like for you when you turn around? You're facing the student section now. You're facing the yeah. cheerleaders. You're, you're facing, like, the loudest part of the crowd. That little corner right there is typically. Which was crazy. Yeah. Talk, talk about that just in that moment. I don't know. It's kind of like I really don't even remember. 
it was like I was just charging up to scream. Yeah. <laughs> I just just took a deep breath and just let it all out. And like I started walking over to the to the fans and they were just reciprocating the energy and it was it was just crazy. Like it felt, it felt like just everything around me was just just loud, just noise. Mm-hmm. And you know, teammates were coming up to me. Sorry if I didn't immediately celebrate with my teammates, but I I don't even remember anything happening in that moment. So Danny but, nah. Jaron, I don't think we talked about you guys' perspective during the touchdown. What were y'all doing over there? I'm like, bro, hey, calm down. We still gotta go out with defense. You know, yeah, we're boys. yeah. So I'm like, bro, like, this That's is not game. this this game is not over. Like they still have to return a kick. Like, I don't want to be that team that like has this great moment that like all the players are too like hyped up when they take a kickoff back to the crib. Like I do yeah. not want that to be like happening. So I'm just trying to calm everyone down. Like, bro, this game is not over. Like yeah, I know yeah. it seems like it, but we still have football to be played. So that, that's what I was doing. I was very excited, obviously, but I knew like that's all right, smart. Yeah, very, very I don't want to answer. I don't. That, that's the leadership. That's yeah. the, that's the leadership. Because I I remember in those moments, like I wouldn't even I would be happy, but I wouldn't be excited until it was all over. Not for sure. Like I'd be like, okay, next thing, Danny and Jaron gonna go out there in defense. Nick's over there on the sideline and the bleachers, like I do this. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna I broke, I broke the. Um, you broke the, little, the helmet, like, didn't you? Nah, not the helmet, but like the little. Uh, the yeah, the tent that they be hanging over the our like our bleachers. I broke yeah. it on accident. Bro, no, I, I saw I was, you slam the helmet, yeah. and I was like, "Yo, chill out." That's like a two two thousand dollar helmet. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they was they was going around crazy, like snatching the helmets from us, so they wouldn't get stolen from the uh, yeah. from the fans that rushed the field. Wait, fans got on the field? Well, like, you know, did. Some yeah. people did. Oh. JL actually like, yeah. like he didn't have fans storm our storm the field when we when we, when we won. Hey, bro, 2021 was a different era. I I can't compare. <laughs> no facts. I can't compare. I can't do it at all. Bro, hey, one thing that was cool about the game was kind of the highlight was having the boss on the sideline, man. I I love what Coach V is doing with bringing, like, former players like that back, man. Because, oh, you know, yeah. when you're getting coached up by Brian Bosworth in the middle bro, of the game. Nothing that like is it. crazy. Like, it, it's wild, man. Like, even though I, I know he has no idea – about the the game plan, like he knows football. So he I'm knows gonna, ball, man. He just knows ball. I'm gonna listen. Yeah, man. yeah. Obviously, you know, whenever he speaks to the team, bro, like that's gonna fire you up. And you've know, seen guys like we've always had former players, but not like that. No, it, it was cool after the game. What what he say? He was like, "They know, we know, we know. Now the whole world knows." Nah, yeah, because when <laughs> in the summertime he he spoke to us, or was it fall camp? It was, I think, fall camp. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. spoke to us and told us like kind of that message like, just about what Oklahoma is, you know, kind of the history of it is how, you know, every, even when he's playing, man, like when Oklahoma pulls up, everyone knows what time it is. Man. So that's kind of kind of getting back on that path, man. Texas fears Oklahoma. Nick, man, before we wrap things up, one more thing I want to touch on. Um, your Your relationship to this organization is a little bit different than everybody else's. And uh, I know you called, I know I called you little bro earlier, but uh, seeing you speak to your brother Ryder, who I played with while I was in New York, we both came oh, yeah. in as priority free agents. Yep. 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 Aya, Aya. Shout out <laughs> to your brother. Um, 
and obviously I played with Rodney, um, big influence in my life in terms of developing into the player who I became. Uh, what was it like speaking to them? One, I'm surprised your brother even had service, but what was it, what was it like speaking to them after the game on the phone? Man, it was, it was just a blessing, bro. I can't even, I, there's no other words to describe it. I mean, we can share, we can share those moments with, uh, with your closest, with your closest relatives, with your closest friends. I mean, it's just, it's a different feeling. And, you know, they were just, they were just as excited or more as excited than I was in that moment. And, you know, if I could go back and live that moment right there, I would. So, yeah. For our fans that don't know Rodney personally, he don't typically show too much emotion. So, uh, really? to see yeah. him yelling in, in these videos all on Twitter and everything, I'm just like, man, like who? That's a, that's a whole different dude. <laughs> Yeah, it was, a little, it was a little different when he was a player. He was more like a lead by example type. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but now when he when he's when he's in, when he's in the house, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. Luck on lie. Okay, that's love. Hey man, um, Danny, Jaron, y'all are new to the interviewing, but typically what me and Braden do is uh, we allow our interviewees to leave uh, any final notes or thoughts or shout outs that you want to give uh shout out to your mom shout out to your brother anything you want to mention before we let you go uh yeah shout out to my mom my dukes uh shout out my dad pops he's probably gonna watch this uh grandma definitely go watch this um everybody else sooner fans love y'all couldn't do without y'all love the support it's crazy and i don't know that's pretty much it appreciate y'all having me Nick, we appreciate you. Braden couldn't join us tonight, but he wanted me to tell you as a big bro, um, one also who played with you. Uh, he's proud yeah. of you. Proud of you. I'm proud of you. Sooner Nation is proud of you. We appreciate you for coming on to the podcast on the Prairie. Danny, love, Jaren, love, love. you got anything for the people? Nah. Appreciate. Hey, wait. Yeah, buy my merch. Appreciate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. That's all we got. Deuces. Peace.